All righty. Welcome back to the Bushwhackers podcast. I am your host, Luke Furman. And today I have something a little different for you guys. You know, it's a cozy fall afternoon here in Salt Lake City. And I got thinking about the change in seasons. And, you know, we're going to see what kind of reception this episode gets. But before we continue, I do want to ask that if you are watching this on YouTube, be sure to subscribe to our podcast here. Um, it's the best thing that you can do for us. It helps us out um, more than anything else. And if you're listening to the audio-only version on whichever of the major podcasting platforms you choose to listen on, uh, be sure to follow us there and, and maybe give us a little five-star review if you feel like it. But uh, yeah, so today I got thinking about the change of season. You know, fall is upon us now. As you can see, I have my fireplace going today. Um, it's a gas fireplace, so unfortunately you don't get the nice crackle of the wood in the background. But with the change of season kind of comes a change in activities, not only in what we do, but also in how much we do. You know, most of spring and, and certainly all of summer is a season of high activity. We're going outside a lot, doing a lot of things, a lot of hiking, traveling, even just hanging out outside at home or, you know, in our neighborhoods or whatever. And obviously fall is the same way. We like to get out and see all the colors. Photographers like to go and take photographs this time of year. But this time of year kind of symbolizes the change into, you know, a period of time where activity dampens down a bit, you know. Here in Salt Lake City or in other places in Colorado and California, you know, when winter comes, you know, we can still go out and, you know, a lot of people like to go snowboarding and skiing. Um, you know, we even like to go hiking depending on the snowfall that we get. But I can remember back home in the Midwest, winter is kind of a miserable time of year because it's more just cold and there's no, there's not as much snow, certainly, as we have here in Salt Lake. But most of the time, you don't really want to go outside, you know? And even if you do say, like, we are here, you still end up spending more time indoors than you would the rest of the year. And it's just the way the year-end goes. Um, there's nothing bad about that. But for a lot of people, you know, life kind of changes a little bit. We don't get outside as much. We don't get nearly as much physical activity. And we kind of hunker down and just wait until the new year comes with spring. But I thought today's episode could be a good chance for me to maybe share something that I have traditionally always done more of in the winter and something I certainly hope to do more um, as this year end comes to a close. Uh, but that is to maybe share the habit of reading with all of you. You know, reading is something that has changed my life quite a bit. I started reading, you know, I'll say for fun, back, I want to say in 2016, was the first time I really picked up a book outside of reading for school. And for the next four or five years, I certainly went crazy with it. Um, I remember, it must have been 2017, I read a book a week for the entire year. And actually, I did a little bit more than that. I think I read like 58 books that year. Um, 
safe to say I'm never going to do that again. But every year since, I have maybe not read as many books, but I've certainly read more pages. And yes, I keep a track. I keep track of all my reading stats I do every year because that's who I am. But reading is something that's drastically changed my life, the way I look at things and um, you know, a lot of things that I believe in and how I think. And as we go into the year's end and we spend more time inside, I think it's a good habit that everyone should maybe consider getting into and doing more of. And so with this episode, I thought I could suggest a couple books that I really like that might make it easy for you at home to maybe start reading more. And if you already read, awesome. Here's some suggestions for you. But it can be a very hard thing to get into for a lot of people. You know, like, like I said, I didn't read for fun outside of school um, for many, many years. But once you get started, it's actually like you realize it's a really awesome thing because you're learning so many new and, and interesting things. And I've always believed that it just takes the right book to get you started because that piques your interest more and, and takes you on a journey that you never thought you'd be going down. So today I have three books that I'm going to share with you guys. Um, and the first one is um, certainly a book that I think everyone can read in about an hour because it's that short. And it's this book, Who Moved My Cheese by Spencer Johnson. And as you can see, this book has hardly any pages. I believe it's only like 80 or so pages. And I, I recommend this book, one, because it's an easy read, but two, because it actually includes a message in it that is a, a very, I'll say, profound one to understand about life. And uh, the synopsis of this book is basically there's two mice and, ironically enough, two small people that are kind of trapped in this maze um, searching for cheese. And the people kind of sit around and wait for the cheese to come to them and don't ever change their behavior when the cheese fountain runs out. But the mice continue to walk through the maze and find the next source of cheese because that's all they can do. And so as you read this book, you start to realize that, you know, as in our life, in our work, whatever, you know, you want to relate it to, that if you simply wait, ar wait around and, and hope that things happen to you or for you, that it's not going to happen, that you need to, to seek out things and adapt to change. And this book is one that I think everyone should just pick up and go knock out, like I said, in like an hour. And the text isn't even small on the page. It's bigger than normal. And so you could easily read this book in a, as a, like, a, like a breeze. And so definitely go pick this one up. I think it's a great place to start. Build the momentum with reading, you know, going into the next day. And maybe you can pick up the next book I have to recommend, which is this book, Outliers, by Malcolm Gladwell. Now, this is a book that I've recommended to nearly everyone when they ask for recommendations. And the reason I do so is because Malcolm Gladwell is a really tremendous storyteller. And this book in particular is not a hard read. Um, it's really just filled with interesting stories that Malcolm Gladwell has found patterns in, in various aspects of life. And it's a book that you can really just kind of enjoy going through and not 
feel like it's so serious the whole time. You know, one of the early, early stories in this book is about how many hockey players, especially the elite hockey players, ironically enough, have very similar birth months. I forget if it's early in the year or what, but the vast majority of the most elite hockey players, for the reasons you'll find if you read the book, all share you know, birthdays that are within a relatively close distance of each other. Now, at face value, you may look, well, that's just a coincidence, but there actually is a bit of a reason for it. And you know, Gladwell is the kind of author who does a really great job of describing the story behind that and why that came to be. There's another one later in the book that I really enjoyed, which is how airline pilots from different countries, you know, communicate and understand communication patterns differently and how they may be more or less willing to um, go against or speak up for themselves when they're trying to communicate with, say, someone from New York who might be very aggressive. And so it's stories like that that you would never think about, you know, on a daily basis, for sure. But as you read these, you, you start to wonder what else could there be in life that you don't, you don't realize is going on behind the scenes. And so Outliers is another one that I'd highly recommend everyone getting into. Um, like I said, it's an easy read, and I've recommended it to nearly everyone. It's definitely up there with my most loaned out book. And yes, I keep stats on that too. The final book I want to recommend to you guys is this book, Stumbling on Happiness by Daniel Gilbert. This is a book that, as I was actually prepping for this podcast, I realized that I actually want to go read again because um, I was looking for a particular quote that has stuck with me for a very long time. And as I read through all my highlights and the things that I was taking note of before, I was like, wow, this is actually a really neat book. So this book deals a lot with the idea of we don't always understand what it is that makes us happy or what drives us forward or how we remember things and the way we felt about everything. So it talks about memory, um, you know, and the idea that, you know, because we don't understand exactly what makes us tick all the time, and with this quote, uh, with the title of the book being Stumbling on Happiness, it's this idea that perhaps we should continue moving forward even if we don't really know what we're going for. And I want to share the quote that when I first read this, and I think really summarizes the, the, the whole meaning of the book really well. And it's this quote here. Because we do not realize that our psychological immune systems can rationalize an excess of courage more easily than an excess of cowardice, we hedge our bets when we should blunder forward. And this quote is one that when I first read it, and there's, I won't say there's a few, because there's a lot of books that have done this to me, but when I read that, I paused. You know, I highlighted it for sure, but then I paused, and I closed the book, and I just was thinking about that for a minute. And this, I want to say I read this in 2016. I could be wrong. Or maybe it was 2017. Who knows? But that quote started to begin to define for me at least, how I was feeling about my change of careers when I was moving out of volleyball and into what is my life now. But as I was falling out of love with my former sport and career, 
I had no idea what I wanted to do and where I wanted to go. And it was a little bit frightening. And to some degree, it kind of caused a little bit of paralysis. I didn't want to take a chance, take risk anything, you know, because moving on like that is a big risk in life. And this quote says, in essence, that you should continue to stumble forward because we don't understand what exactly is going to make us happy or what we're going to find fulfillment or success in. But if we continue to adapt and to do new things, we're going to find something else that will take the place of, you know, in my instance, what my love of volleyball was for me. And I look at where I'm at now, and it certainly was the case. You know, I had no idea that I'd ever live in Utah, much less visit. I had no idea that I'd ever find this much joy and love in the outdoors and hanging out and, and, and communicating on a show like this. I didn't think I would be hosting a podcast. That, that is something I never imagined would be part of my life, but here we are, and all of this has brought me more joy than, dare I say, volleyball ever did. And it's this idea that we should just continue to, you know, move forward with life, even if we feel like we're bogged down, we don't know what to do, and we don't know where we want to go. Because at some point, we're going to realize that what we've always wanted, we have in this moment. And it's not something we're trying to premeditate or plan out. It's just something that happens, and we can stumble into it. So I think that's a great book for you to pick up as well. Now, these three books, um, you know, obviously are some of my favorites. I recommended, to, recommended these to you right now. I have a lot more I could recommend. Um, many of the books that I would have loved to feature on this episode right now, um, I actually loaned out to Chandler Garrick, so you can blame him for not letting me show those off on the show right now. But one day, we'll talk about those. Uh, and perhaps we'll do a little bit more book talks on the podcast as we go. But I think that's a good place to end for today. Like I said, I think reading is something that everyone should get into because it's vastly changed my life. You know, I think about where I was when I started reading, like maybe 21 years old or 20 years old. And all the time that I spent back then investing in this hobby, investing in myself, has brought me further along in life than I could have ever have been if I just went out and partied every night and did whatever I wanted, you know, the typical college student does. And so it's something I'm very grateful for that I picked up um, at a very early age. And I think there's a lot of good to be had from it. I think there's a lot of good that you guys can take from it at home as well. So here's three recommendations to get you started for the beginning of winter as we start to huddle more inside. And um, I hope that maybe you can, you can find something here that, that you like. And like I said, if you want more recommendations, please reach out to me. I got my personal library, about 200 books large, and I, I don't have the time to go through them all, but I certainly have something I think you'll like. Um, so I think we'll end here today. And happy fall for all of those listening. Hope you guys get out and enjoy some of the color and the cooler temps in summer, but, but not quite as cool as winter. 
And if you're in the Midwest, I feel sorry because this is about the, the last good good temperatures and times outside that you're going to have for the rest of the year. So have a good day, everyone. <laughs>